welcome to the inquisitive nobody i'm your host martini jean this is where i discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective even though our perspectives might not be shared okay everybody we have made it it is over this is the last episode of this season of married at first sight season 11 episode 17 the grand finale aka the reunion show i really thought i wasn't gonna have that much to say and i thought it was gonna be just a highlight reel which it essentially was but there's a lot of things that i wanted to say i mean not even that i wanted to say there was a lot of notes that i took and i was like okay we're going here all right so with uh for those of you who don't know Every season finale, well, not even the season finale, because the season finale is technically decision day, but um, they'll have the reunion show, just like every other reality show does, Love and Hip Hop, or all those other things, or the Housewives of whatever, Atlanta, New Jersey, New York, blah, 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 and they, but with this show, they will have them come back and let us know if they're still married, or any big plans, or, you know, th- things, things of that nature, and um, it's interesting, because sometimes you will see that some people who were married on decision day, a couple months later, you find out that they broke up because somebody cheated, or they just, after the experimentation was done, they found out that they really didn't like each other, so that that has happened a couple times, I don't recall if anybody has divorced on decision day and then in the reunion, not not obviously get back together, but I mean, not get married or or possibly get back together. I don't know. That doesn't seem familiar. It's usually that once they're divorced, they stay divorced. Um, but uh, on occasion... There will be a couple that has stayed together at the divorce and then end on um, the reunion show, just like uh, Katie and what was it Derek? Katie and Derek from season ten, I believe, this past this past season, where they stayed together, I believe, yes, and then a couple months later, you find out that Katie, well, you found out through Derek that Katie that. Yeah, Katie said that she wanted to take a little break from each other, but with that whole thing, you find out that she started going out and having sex with the ex that she had, that she was going out with before she got picked to be on the show. And near the beginning of the show, she was wondering, should she still continue on with the show or stay with the person that she was messing with because that person has now revealed that he loves her and he wants to be with her but everybody knows that he was only doing that because he saw that his friends with benefits was leaving and was getting married so he wasn't going to have that anymore and then of course katie got married and then chaos ensued in that season and then during uh after decision day Derek wanted to really make this uh, partnership real, but she kept pushing him away and was saying we we should stay friends or we should, you know, try to not be a couple. And he's like, um, I said yes to you on decision day. Do you not remember that? And yeah, he found out she was like cheating the whole time. Well, not cheating, not cheating the whole time in the show or maybe she could have but definitely after the show was done she uh cheated multiple times so yeah that was fun so there you go that's pretty much how it is so this reunion show we start off with the couple of the season no not Amelia and Bennett Woody and Amani whoa Woody and Amani freaking great so they said yes to each other on decision day, even though Amani played a little trick, said, I want a divorce at first, having Woody's heart jump to uh, jump out of his chest. But 
And then she's like, no, 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 I'm joking. We're, I want to stay married with you too. So Woody and Imani, they married on decision day. And today they on the show, they continued that. They said they're, that they're still married. So, um, and Imani was actually going to during, no, not during the pandemic. Well, I mean, we're still in the pan- pandemic, but I mean, after the show ended, Imani said that she was going to change her last name but everything was closed because of COVID and Woody, you see Woody, he, cause he didn't even realize that he's just super happy and elated about that because to him now it's real, you know? Um, and I understand that. And, and that's so cool. She was like, hell yeah, I was going to change my last name. And I want to have, it's funny cause I do want to have an episode with that about like the last name, um, one of these days. And I definitely want to bring in a guest, maybe a marriage counselor or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. But to a man, a last name, having your significant other have your last name is super important to a dude. You know, again, um, I used to be engaged and she was going to take my last name. So that meant a lot to me. I don't know what the grand scheme of things of why it's a, uh, it's pretty much essential for guys. But we just, well, one is it's tradition. And I know that women are trying to change that. And, uh, you know, the whole women want to be, women want to have a progressive take, but they still want their, women want to be progressive, but they want their men to stay traditional, which doesn't make any sense. But both things benefit the women. So, I mean, whatever. But, um,. Yeah, what and what happens with the guy, you know? That's so effed up. But anyway. Um, I guess for me, I came up with a thing we're saying that a woman's dedication to the marriage is to give up her last name. And for a guy, his dedication to the marriage is him giving up all the other women in like life. <laughs> you know? And that might sound chauvinist or whatever, but no, this man has decided that I'm going to stay with you for the rest of my life. So the least you can do is change your name to mine so we could live under a unit, you know? And for me, I wouldn't mind if my significant other slash wife would, if she wants to like hyphen her name, I'm cool with that. Me, I just want my name to be there. I, me personally, I would have a, I would ha- it would be difficult for me to marry somebody who wanted to keep their name regardless of how much I love them. I mean probably I would buckle down but at the same time at least give me the hyphen. Give me the hyphen. My name should be there but like I married you, we're together, we should be under one roof like that um, with the same name and our kids too. So what are what are our kids going to be called? You know, if you still have your name and I have mine, you know, it's, I don't know. Um, But yeah, that's that's just me. But I, I do want to have a uh, episode on that, definitely. But yeah, that's just me. You know, I mean, to each their own. I know some women out there will be like, oh my goodness, you're such a anti-feminist or you're... um your chauvinistic pig and it's not even that it's just that i don't know it i don't know i I don't like how women get to pick and choose what traditions that they want to keep like you'll have me wait to have sex with you because it's tradition before we get married but at the same time you don't you don't want to change your last name even though that's tradition as well you know like no, that 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 version of you, whatever Samantha Dawes, is is over. <laughs> you know, you're still Samantha, but now you're Samantha Jean. You know what I mean? And now you have this new life with this with your partner, and everything after that is with me. I'm, you know, um, yeah, Samantha Dawes. Like, I mean, that's it. That that's uh, Samantha Dawes is single. Okay, Samantha Jean is married. And I don't understand why 
people feel that that's like, oh, that's a ball and chain. You're putting a lock on her and all that stuff. And you're trying to control her. It's controlling. No. I, I don't I don't get it. It's just showing that you're married. I don't get it. And I, and I love people's excuse. Oh, well, it takes so much time and blah, blah, blah. I have to change everything. All right, well... I mean, you said this is going to last forever, right? Well, I mean, get cracking. What, you got four credit cards? Um, change your address. I mean, we're going to change our address anyway because we're going to live with each other. So, okay, there's that. I mean, what, you have to change six, seven things? Okay, get to it. <laughs> you know, I have forever, right? We're going to be married forever, correct? Get on it. I don't know, whatever. But anyway... Usually the reunions used to be back in the day. They used to be six months in advance, so the people who are who have been watching can see themselves, can see the show, and then they would have the reunion, and then they would see how they were portrayed. Um, and I guess this this time, uh, I guess this time it was returned to form because before the middle seasons I, I don't know probably i would say from six to ten maybe one to five was maybe six months and then six to ten was like two it, it was barely nothing and because you would want to the thing is is that while you were watching the show you hoped to have you hoped that the contestants would see themselves just like you saw them and they would learn from their mistakes because they were acting like an idiot so you would hope that they saw that and be like oh man wow i was really out of line now i understand where i was coming from and now i understand why the audience doesn't like me on social media so and then on the reunion you would see that they have changed and evolved but some seasons it was just a two month span and then they never learned anything because they never saw themselves on the show yet. So it's so some of those reunions sucked. But the last couple of reunions have been very good, especially when uh Kevin Frazier um hosted. I believe this is this is probably his fourth one and he has been very good at answering the right question I mean asking the right questions and have and calling people out for their bullshit and he has been phenomenal. But the, okay, so with this one, with this reunion, they've been married for a total of six months, which I believe that w that means that they've only been two months without the cameras. Because remember, with uh, Decision Day and COVID, they lasted. Oh wait. Oh yeah, yeah, they lasted an extra two months. They they were married for an extra two months, so it was four months in total. And the reunion is happening now on their sixth month of marriage. So they've only been without the cameras for two months. But as 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 I was watching the show, while I was watching the reunion, you can see that they probably have seen at least some clips of themselves. Maybe not the show that we saw, but probably the raw footage somehow. But they, they were able to see that, oh yeah, um, like when we get to Brett and Olivia, they have uh, Brett has said that nobody on the show has been depicted correctly, and I, I believe that's false. I believe who we saw is who they are. Um, but yeah, so I guess they have seen themselves in some capacity. But uh, yeah, so um, Woody and Amani. So uh, Kevin asks if the honeymoon phase is still going strong. And they say yes. And Kevin asks Amani, is Woody still engaged and passionate? And does he still have the intensity? Because Amani was afraid that once the camera was gone, that Woody would not would no longer be as uh, engaged as he was uh, through the process, through the marriage. Because a lot of people said that, oh, no, he's, he's just doing that to get the ass. You know, but like once he gets that WAP, then it's a rap he's going to be done but no he has been a, a total gentleman and she says that yeah he still runs um he still runs a bath for me maybe not with the 
roses, but he does it with candles. So he's he's still on it. So good for him, Woody. And Kevin says, man, you guys got to the showers pretty quick because I think they were the fastest to get uh, intimate. And Imani says that she definitely wasn't ready to have sex, but she definitely knew that she wanted to be physical and have a physical physical connection with her new husband on the honeymoon. And I love her for that, that she didn't uh, shy away from that important aspect in a marriage. Because I hate when people put sex on the wayside or physical intimacy on the wayside or put it to the side and like yeah we'll we'll, we'll figure that out later no let's figure that shit out now and that might be me acting like a dude because i love me some ass but at the same time it's like yo fine i can have the greatest bank account you could be the greatest chef or whatever or you're or you're bringing in the money and i'm good with the kids but yo if the sex is not good that breaks marriages. I don't understand why people don't think that sex is not important. Love and sex are number one and two reason why people get divorced and people wonder and and people still disavow sex like it's nothing. And that is a foolish errand that you're running. It is extremely stupid for you to do that. Sex is very important in a relationship and in a marriage because once that's gone it's just resentment it's just work marriage is work i mean marriage is work regardless but sex is the fun part yeah 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 you could go on vacations date night blah 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 whatever but what does all what do all those things end up at night when you do it It, it's it's the consummation of the marriage it's the consummation of the event you know you have a great time great adventure a great union a great date night and then you top it off with that at the end at night to solidify it's the icing on the cake to solidify your union with each other to engage in each other in a soulful way i don't get why people are like no there's other ways to express your love yeah there is i get it uh, yeah i understand but i i want to express it this way <laughs> that's like me going that's like there's totally there's all these restaurants in five star or whatever was it five star hotel or four star restaurant i don't know whatever stars is the for the one pertaining to restaurants i guess five star restaurant i'm assuming so it's a five star restaurant you want to go there but i take you to mcdonald's you know, like, why are we going to McDonald's? You always take me to McDonald's. Like, how come we can't go to the five star? Well, I mean, there, yeah, there are multiple venues to eat at, but I want to show you this one, <laughs> you know, like, there you go. Like, no, you want to go to the five star. All right. So yeah, you could freaking, I don't know. Yeah, you could do something nice for me, but no, let's, 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 let's find each other. Let's, let's bond with each other in a sexual matter and in a romantic matter that only you can i bond over you know like stop putting sex by the wayside it's 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 dumb it, it's truly dumb people need women need to stop doing that <laughs> okay sex is important what is it oh okay so they so they get into some never before never before seen footage and it's with Dr. Viviana being with uh, Woody and Amani. And Dr. Vin- Dr. Viviana asks about their sexual journey. And they say they're doing fine. And she asks who initiated. And Woody says it was him. And he and it, I don't know if you recall, but Amani was very uh, inexperienced. Uh, yeah, Amani was very inexperienced. And... um what's called then woody said that he would absolutely be a teacher for her like no no problem whatsoever and he would go at her pace to make her feel comfortable and dr viviana said that's great but also that uh amani needs to take hold of her own sexual pleasure as well and i appreciate that so much from dr viviana because yeah like us guys man we're we're now we're hmm. 
yo, fuck it. Yeah, man. We're freaking tired of initiating because it always makes us seem like we're the sexual pawns and all that stuff. Like, we know that women want to have sex. It's just that you guys are either scared to tell us or for fear that we might think you're a hoe or something. But you always want us to make the first move. So it's so you make us seem like we're the ones who are bringing it out of you when we know that you're freaking horny. So let's just freaking go, man. Initiate that shit. Trust us. For a guy, it's 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 a lot sexier when you come on to us as opposed to us coming on to you because we don't know if you want it. We always want it, essentially. Nine times out of ten, we want it. And we just want to, you know, grab you and like let, and let's go. But sometimes you might not be in the mood and we don't want to ask you because we don't want to feel rejected. But if you come on to us, forget it. We're done. It, it's happening. It's going down. So she said, Dr. Viviana said, for you to help in that, to own to own your sexuality and to be comfortable with it, you know, for yourself. So she asks for all women to do 20 minutes of erotic literature every day because she says that women have a lot of trouble flipping in and out of their sexual space. And the importance of fantasy is very, very good because you need to you can't always rely on your man to not necessarily not always rely rely on your man but you need the one you need to be the one to initiate things because your fantasy and your sexual arousal is going crazy so you should be the one to be all ravenous if you want something because you can't expect your man to do it all the time you know what about you you know what what about your needs and that's what i always ask too like it's all the time when women don't have um i mean when there's trouble in relationships it's like or marriages it's like what ladies don't you ever have needs you know like did your needs just go away why did why before you guys were just boyfriend and girlfriend you wanted to jump his bones all the time but then when you're married it's like nope i have other things to tend to no you you have this to tend to you have this dick to tend to because i don't know why you thought that you know my libido was gonna go um by the wayside just because we got married you know if you want to keep this marriage going you have to keep doing what you were doing before to keep it going see women say that shit all the time to to men you know like you never buy me flowers you never do this and blah 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 well Guess what? The shoes on the other foot. You need to continue to do the things that you were doing before to cultivate this marriage. I don't. I don't know why you thought that you can get away with it and not do that anymore. And you need to. And and then you're holding me accountable and saying, "Oh, you don't get me flowers. Or you don't get me gifts." Um, you need to do stuff too. Stop. Stop. Stop that. But yeah. But Dr. Viviana says that uh, sexual fantasy is very important to women. And that it might be hot and heavy now because everything is, of course, still new. But you need to, you have to do to work to keep the fire. You have to do the work to keep the fire going. And that's absolutely true. You can't rest on your laurels. You know, you still need to have date nights and all that good stuff for the fire to keep uh, burning. And Kevin Frazier asks, uh, where do you see yourself in five to ten years? And they say kids, possibly different location, just a happy life. So everything everything is good for them. Everything is A-okay for them. And then Kevin Fisher's like, well, is everything good? Be- um, does uh, Woody tell you everything, Amani? She's like, yeah. And he's like, well, he didn't tell you this. So they try to make it all crazy and uh, like he's cheating or something like that. But then he gets on his knees and then gives her a fabulous new wedding ring and says hey i want to choose you and this is my ring to you even though the producers already bought you a ring i'm buying you this ring and he starts crying and all that stuff and gets emotional and it's great i'm telling you man woody is the one that changed the most i believe woody and probably henry but uh woody has he has he has destroyed his player ways okay and he is a self-committed married man and that's awesome i i I love it it's great (sighs) but now we get to brett and olivia lord 
So Brett is in, uh sorry, Olivia is in studio and Brett is at home because of COVID and his job uh uh recommendations or uh I know that's the wrong word, but he essentially can't go because of his job. Because uh, again, uh COVID the 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 brunt of COVID was happening at at the time of this reunion. So uh, Kevin Frazier asks uh, Olivia, how do you feel about Brett? And she says, uh, I don't feel anything. I hope uh, he's doing well. I wish him well. He's like, okay. So they, Olivia is looking back at clips of Brett complimenting her. And he has, and she has this like face of disdain as if to say that he's lying. And, she, uh, and that's her big motif. I mean, that's her big M.O. Is that she constantly constantly talks about um brett as if i don't know him i don't know him like he seems so fake even now he seems so fake and it's like man uh are you okay it's like i I don't know she's just really pissed off because she feels that brett wasted her time in in trying to find a uh a soulmate to get married to and I completely understand that. I'm not a complete douche. There have been uh, people in the past that have been paired with each other that was horrible for each other. And it's like, man, you wasted that person. It's not even you wasted that person's time. It's more like you wasted an entry. You know, like you could have. Nah, if you weren't there, they probably could have gotten with somebody much better and things would have been fine. But no, you had to come in and do your stupid stuff just like uh, the the one that comes in my mind while i'm talking about this is uh, oh man i forgot the girl's name but the basketball it was the it was it was the basketball player and the little girl like because he was like six seven she was like four eleven she was super cute i forget her name i have no idea what her name is but I know her man was Matt, and Matt was a douche. He he would come home at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and not be with her, and she would be crying uh, tirelessly, saying, how come he doesn't love me, or where is he? I don't understand. And this guy is just, you know, banging other bitches, you know, and it, it, it's sad. So I get, I get Olivia's stance, but it, that that is unfair for her to think that Brett wasn't here for the same reasons. Now, granted, I mean, come on, Brett is a douchebag because we saw him at the bachelor party trying to hook up with uh, um, uh, Henry's friend, Kristen, the one that weaved her way into the show. So we kind of get what kind of guy he is. But at the same time, I, I do believe that he did want to find somebody that was worthy of him you know and to, to, for him to stop his player ways just like woody woody found amani and brett uh, yeah brett is a serial dater but he probably could have gone with um olivia but olivia was very uh strict in what she wanted in a man uh so but she said but she's still pissed about brett wasting her time so Kevin Frazier says, what have you learned about yourself? And um, Olivia goes, I learned what I will and won't stand for, what I'm really looking forward to, to marrying somebody else who doesn't want kids and someone's who, someone who's into me for me. So let's go back to what she says. She says, what have I learned about myself? What I'm, what I'm really looking forward to, marrying someone who doesn't want kids. So when I heard that, credibility shattered i don't give a damn what olivia thinks now not because i want kids it's just because she said multiple times throughout the season that oh it's not that that i don't want kids it's just that i don't want kids now so let's say things did go right and brett's like okay you know it's been three years let's let's go you would try to come up with an excuse to try to prolong that inevitability that Brett wants is and that would be to have children. You'd probably still be like, Oh, I wanna travel. I, we we haven't gone to 
uh, Mount Kilimanjaro yet. We were, we were supposed to do that last year and we never did because we were saving money because of a budget. You, She seems like the person that would come up with so many excuses just so she wouldn't um, want to have a kid because I guess in her head that uh, kids are the, you know, not the bane of her existence, but once you have kids, then life is over. And I don't even know how she gets to travel. Well, that she wants to travel all this all the time because she has cats so who takes care of her cats i guess probably her mom or something like that but still you basically what i'm saying is she lied olivia lied because now before she was okay with prolonging having kids but now she's like i don't want them at all i want to marry somebody who doesn't want kids because she doesn't want that pressure and that's messed up you almost allowed yourself to stay married to brett and have him believe this falsity that you guys would eventually be parents so you complain about him wasting your time you would have wasted his all right you would have wasted his for years this was only what four months that he quote-unquote wasted so like you've been in other i bet you you've had relationships you did you your last relationship lasted three years that was a waste four months is not a waste four months is testing things out and seeing where things go your three-year relationship was a waste okay olivia and now you almost wasted brett's life by saying that you wanted kids and you wanted to wait on it but now you're saying oh no 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 i don't want i don't want kids at all so i don't give a fuck what issues you have with brett you're on my shit list now <laughs> for, for for that aspect that's messed up because this dude wants kids like how, how many freaking guys do you have you heard that wants kids it's always the woman right so this dude is like no i want kids i want to be a dad and you're like oh no i just want to be free and blah 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 and, no we'll have kids later then that's fine um and then now you you change your tune that's 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 truly messed up that's that's so messed up so um kevin frazier asks brett oh no no kevin asks olivia uh brett wasn't into you for you and she goes no not at all and then kevin says to brett what do you feel about that brett and he says well i mean it failed because there was never really any any intimacy um and olivia says well she's and i've she's she has said this before and i have said this before well where she says that sometimes there would be times where she would look at him and want to do it but then he'd be checking himself out in the mirror or say something sarcastic and it would put her out of the mood well okay i give you that benefit of that i understand but at the same time, like all the time, all the time, that's four months. I don't know how many days that is. <laughs> but that's 120 days. That's a, uh, I guess, right? For, uh, no, where did I get that number from? <laughs> oh, yeah, four times three. So, so like, I mean, four times 30. Uh, so, yeah, for, um, yeah, 120 days or something like that, right? So, you mean to tell me every time in 120 days you had no opportunity to bang your husband like every time he looked into the mirror every time he said something there's sarcastic well i can understand the sarcastic stuff because he he is not stopped with that but come on there must have been some times where you were like all right you know what nah i, I want to have sex with this guy but okay you didn't and kevin asks brett how did it how did it go like why do you think it failed and brett says that for him it was olivia's judge, judgmental attitude and she does all her questions was very judgmental it was never like a loving kind of thing trying to get to know him it was like please satisfy me in this venture because i want to have a husband you know not even not even necessarily i want to fall in love i want to have a husband and you're making it difficult so please answer this question in the manner that i want it to be answered that was her thing and he said that uh he knew once he didn't fit her strict ideal of what a man was she clocked out and she was inflexible and she absolutely it was she was totally inflexible and i'm glad that um 
Brett said that. And Brett said, also said, oh, because oh, she says, oh, what do you think that I wanted in a man? What was the criteria that I wanted in a man and not what social media says that I wanted? So clearly you can see that people were getting mad at Olivia on social media, as was I, even though I couldn't keep up. When, when At the beginning, when I tried to keep up, I was like, yeah, this is insane. I don't know why this is going on, um, why Olivia is acting the way that she did. So I tried to uh, do that as well. But he says, you wanted a husband to fit your routine, a husband as an accessory, not someone to have a connection with. And that is, boom, hit the nail on the head. That is exactly what she wanted. You know, she wanted a husband as this accessory, as an accessory, you know? She didn't want, a, she, again, she wanted somebody to have a great wine with, to someone to travel with, someone to go on trivia night, someone to rent, rent in her grandma house. Again, I told you, she wanted a, essentially a gay bestie, okay? And I'm going to keep saying that. And, I, and if I offend people, don't, don't at me at Olivia, okay? <laughs> because that's what she wanted, and she wanted to mold Brett into a gay bestie, and Brett is not a gay bestie, okay? So, so the balls on Brett for that. Uh, I was I was shocked because I'm not the only one who thought that. Also, um, what's it called? The uh, the bald and the beautiful, which is uh Mrs. Kev on stage, Kev on stage, uh that chick Angel and Marcus on the no marcus ain't on the gram yeah those four part uh those four people participants have their own show it's called the bald and the beautiful and they also do recap shows so please listen to them as well i'm not affiliated with them i just like watching their stuff but seriously bravo on freaking brett that was freaking amazing that he did that you know she got owned and and i love it and um, yeah, he also said uh, collecting a husband as a thing to have. And when I said that, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, it's kind of like she wants, she's like a Pokemon. She's, it's like a Pokemon trading card or like a Yu-Gi-Oh trading card. Yeah, she just wants this thing so she can show to people, hey, I have this husband with these attributes and we do this and we do that and we do this. We do all my things. Never, never his, you know, and she's like, well, sorry you feel that way which is a perfect response for someone who just got owned, <laughs> you know, she got fucking owned and it was great. It, it was, it was amazing. It, Cause she, throughout the whole thing, she's just sitting there seething like, and everybody's making Brett to be like all the other jackasses, like a Matt or a Brandon. Um, were they from, were they from the same season? No, they weren't. Um, yeah, and no, Brett wasn't, wasn't, yeah, he was a jerk, and he could be a little asshole-ish, but he's not, he's not, he's not as bad as those other people, at all, at all, and uh, Kevin asks Brett, okay, you know, have you, have you been dating, and he go, and he doesn't really say anything, but Olivia's like, oh, Brett's been matching with all my friends on Tinder, and the stuff that he's saying it's like, whoa, why did you waste my time? Because it just sounds like a person who doesn't want to be married and blah, blah, blah. And she says, oh, Brett, go, Brett uh, always accuses me of having expensive taste and stuff like that. But he's going on all these dates and he's a serial dater. So um, he must have expensive dinners. So he was definitely not ready to get married. Well, you know, that that's. I was I wasn't I was gonna say that was that's neither here nor there, but I mean she does raise a point. He is he's definitely a serial dater, so I know he must be paying, you know, a lot for these dates. But at the same time, it's not the same thing as uh uh well he 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 probably put that in his budget, you know, to to date to try to date all these chicks to eventually settle down where you you just want to freaking travel like a hundred dollar date and even that's insane a hundred a hundred dollars is not even going to get you a plane ticket to wherever you want to go olivia you know so fine a hundred dollars like four times like four hundred dollars or for four dates is still less than probably the ticket that, wherever you want to go to travel that's just the ticket and then of course the hotel and then the all the food that you want to eat and all the wine that you want to do that's a lot of money so there boom i debunked it 
I did have to bunk the whatever you think, whatever you had for bread. Okay, stop going after him. Just, just be mad that he shouted you out and said exactly what you needed to hear in front of your. Well, not necessarily in front of your face, but I'm glad that somebody succinctly said it. You wanted a husband to fit your motive, a husband as an accessory, collecting a husband as a thing to have, not someone to have a connection with. That deserves a chef, a chef kiss. Mwah. That was perfect. That's exactly what Olivia is. Exactly. But yeah, so, I mean, that's freaking... I don't know, man. Ugh, Olivia, Olivia just really got on my shit list. Like, she's she was freaking worst. But let's get back to more uh, positive news with uh, Amelia and Bennett. They are still married. Good for them. And they have a house in Virginia. And uh, Amelia is, star- is studying family medicine to be a doctor. And Bennett ha- has got a job over there as a solar consultant. And so, I mean, of course, this was the match made in heaven group, you know, uh, that was smitten with each other from the, the moment that they saw each other till this episode. They were freaking inseparable and they loved each other. Um, the only really problem they had was the residency of where Amelia was going to stay. But then Bennett said, I'm going to stay half in Virginia and half in New Orleans. So that's that's great. But the, the only quote unquote problem, uh, the only issue that they have is that they only get to spend an hour of time together because Amelia works at f- from 5.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. And she has to go to bed at 8 because she's just a very busy person. And of course, you know, the, the whole COVID stuff is going on. And Kevin says, is that a strain on the relationship? And he says, and uh, Ben says, yeah, but at the same time, you 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 get prepared for that. Like they 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 knew that this wasn't going to be um an easy ride, so I'm glad that they figured that out, and that there was going to be bumps along the road, especially with a doctor, because with a doctor, because they will, you know, be there for like twelve, thirteen hours. You know, it's it's crazy, but good on them that they figured out a way to uh make it work. You know, I'm 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 glad for them. I'm glad. And, and of course, in true Amelia and Bennett fashion, they wrote a song for Kevin, basically asking him to recommend them a good movie, but in a very like New Orleans jazzy type style. It it, it, it it's something that must be heard and, and cannot be explained. So um, they're 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 just nuts. <laughs> so, but but I'm glad that they're doing good. So Henry and Christina, oh season christina wanted to make henry like a man that's that's all she ever complained about and um kevin said well were you craving intimacy from henry and christina was like "Mm, honestly no so you see so it's like okay so if he made a move you would have shot him down or just appeased his advances to make him happy and that's horrible why why would you do that but then it was more so that she felt that he, she felt that he didn't want her, so that just turned her off. Well, fine, I can I can understand that. So um, so what? So currently, Kevin's asked, okay, what's co- currently going on with you guys? And she says that uh, you know she pretty much I mean not she didn't come out to say this, but essentially she has a friends with benefits that they meet each other while she goes uh gallivanting in the skies because she's a flight attendant and henry is uh happily single and that's just them you know there 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 really wasn't any chemistry with them there 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 was there was nothing so now we've come to finally for the last time oh my goodness the last time miles and karen all right let's do it so (laughs) They show the couple at the beginning, like 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 they always do, because uh, they 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 when the people come in, they show them the happy memories and all that stuff, and also the bad stuff. And I'm glad that uh, 
Karen has her Jamie Otis moment. And what I mean by that is that Jamie Otis was a season one participant and she married uh, Doug uh, Hayner. I think that's how you pronounce his name. I forget. But when Jamie saw Doug for the first time, she did not like him and she ran out crying in the hallway. Oh my God, this is horrible. What did I do? But, um, and she, she, when they went on the honeymoon, she was saying, oh yeah, no, we're just friends. We're on a, we're on a friend's vacation. Just, just really emasculating him throughout the whole thing. And through the end, but for some odd reason, she decided to stay with him. And even though she didn't like him, but then eventually they, she fell in love with him. Um, she denied him sex for the entire season. They finally had sex. They got freaking two kids now. And she's, a freaking married at, married at first sight whore with like doing all these uh spinoffs and being a host for anything married at first sight and doing all these spinoffs and all that stuff i mean good for her she has a book too she has a podcast all that stuff all pertaining to married at first sight right and she like loves her husband now and like that's the thing and and every time they talk about her they bring up that moment and i love it because it's like you don't judge a book it's freaking cover and all these women fantasize that they're they were gonna get like a a brad pitt or a michael b jordan and then they and they're faced with their reality and they're like oh no what do i do this isn't what i wanted so who cares if it wasn't what you wanted maybe but you got what you needed you know and it's the same thing with jane uh jamie this is the same thing with karen they showed her when she was shitting on Miles when she found out his name and his Instagram and saw all these touchy-feely posts and she was disgusted by it. And But she tried to save face and was like, oh, yeah, but I decided to pull through and see him for the man that he is and blah, 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 even though you hated him. So I don't want to hear that shit. But I'm glad that that is her Jamie Otis moment. That they can always go back and be like, bam, yeah, this is how you acted. I don't care how you like him now. This is how you acted when you wanted somebody else, um, some douchebag probably, you know, who has a baby mama or something like that. And you were going to give up Miles because you thought that he was too young, too immature, and too whack to satisfy your needs. But now you're still married to him and you love him. So I don't want to hear shit. So, yeah, um, but yeah, and, and when they're showing her that part and then Karen is, is, um, uh, what is she doing? She's rolling her, she's rolling her eyes like, uh, whatever, but it's like, don't make that face because you're the one who did it. You know, you're the one who said all that stuff. So I don't know why you're rolling your eyes as if we're showing you something that they did. No, something that you did, Karen. It was you. You're the one who was misjudging your husband and misjudging and prejudging someone way before you met them. That's you. You did that. So who who you have nobody to look at other than you. You know? So I don't know. So um So Kevin's like, yeah. We were worried for you, Miles, because Karen was very guarded. And then Karen's like, well, um, I have to be true to myself and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, ne Miles never had a girl. No, no, no. Miles says, um, I never had a girl who wasn't feeling me just like I was feeling her. And Karen says, oh, well, Miles never had a girl that denied him. And it's like, OK, but why would he be denied because he's awesome he's like he's i mean not, he's not perfect but that's you know people were sliding in people were sliding in in his dms because of how shitty he was being treated by karen you know so clearly he's a catch so why would he be denied and i feel that karen is like one of those chicks that loves to deny men as a power trip as a controlling thing like push you ain't gonna, you know, have this so easily, you know, for some like, I don't know, some ar arbitrary point. She wants to prove a point that she can do that. Like, what? You think you're just gonna walk into my life and just have all of this? 
that that's the kind of woman that Karen reminds me of. That that's what I think that she is. But anyway, uh, Miles says that up until he got to the couch, he was gonna say no to Karen and I, the the couch for decision day. And I wish that he did. I so wish that he did. Yeah, I I really wish he said no, but you know. I don't know. I I guess he's going to have to find out the hard way, you know? Like I said, they have their little uh YouTube um video thing now and whatever. So you believe that everything is all dandy and sweet, but I'm telling you um what's it called? Miles can keep up with the shenanigans, you know, with the patience that he has, but I I I think that Karen will eventually be like okay i can't i can't do this anymore i still need a man and she's gonna shit on uh miles that, that's what i think i don't care how long it takes it's gonna happen and we're gonna find out <laughs> so and i'm gonna be like bam told you so so i'm gonna be on this train this made a first sight train for another six seasons so that's another three years okay so in three years time We'll see where we're at, but I don't think that they're going to make it, even though they're making it right now. Sorry. That's just me. But, um, so Kevin asks finally, hey, what what did it, what, when did you feel it was time to consummate the marriage? That's what, uh, Kevin said. And Karen was like, well, when I got the truth of how he was feeling, when he finally told me that he was frustrated with everything, that's when things felt good. You hear that? So essentially, she was Miles was being a good sport and keeping his feelings inside, and um, you know, going with going through with what he had to go through because that's what a lot of men do. We, you know, we put up with your bullshit, and her she kept poking the bear to see when he'll be frustrated. So she was doing those things on purpose to get a rise out of him, and finally he was like, "Yo." I am frustrated. So she's like, oh, finally, the real you is out. I knew you weren't this perfect person and blah, blah, blah. Like, what? He's a human. Of course, anybody would be frustrated. But why do you have to egg him on and goat him like that? Like, that makes no sense. Why would you do that to him? Why would you do that to anybody? Why does anybody do that? Yo, you freaking women, man. You guys need to calm down with your stupid ass tests. We've talked about this before. They're dumb, (laughs) you know? I don't know what you're trying to prove to yourself. You're trying to prove that you're crazy. <laughs> you know, that's what you're doing. So like you, you put him through the ringer just to see what he was made of and to see if he was real, uh, to see his like other side and it's garbage. Like ugh, it's so dumb. Like, why would you do that? I don't know. It, it, it It's so, it's so dumb. I, I don't get it. Um, But yeah, so. Karen's mom is in is in love with Miles now because remember Karen was just well she wasn't as strict as Karen of course a mother she's going to be worried about her child so but but then Miles Miles proved his point and she liked Miles before uh, Karen did so that was great uh, I love that and but no actually the thing that I love is that the there never before seen footage was a foot race because. Throughout the uh, honeymoon, Miles was hell-bent on getting people to admit that uh, he can beat Karen in a foot race. And everyone was like, no, Karen would. Of course Karen would beat, of course Karen would beat uh, uh, be Miles in a foot race because she's a woman. <laughs> and they're and they're amazing. They're impossible, you know, like they're unstoppable, you know. So finally, Miles and Karen had a foot race. And guess who fucking won? Miles. <laughs> and Karen busted her ass <laughs> on the floor, you know. That was that was God. That was the Lord making her pay for the shit that you put Miles through. You know? That's 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 how I'm sticking to it. You know, so but uh yeah. So then of course all the couples come together in the room like they always do every season just to talk about a lot of stuff and then they go through everybody's it's really not that important but the thing the thing the one thing that was important was in the Henry and Christina section remember all the way back when we found out that Christina uh Christina ended a 5 year relationship and then 8 months later she signed up for Married at First Sight so that was crazy but 
what we found out that what we found out in the episode was that she was in a five-year relationship with a married man so that is ridiculous you know whoo that that that's insane but yeah so um what's it called uh uh kevin saying to miles hey now that you guys are public people and will be public people pretty much for the rest of your lives what has it what has it uh been like has anybody slipped into your dms and then miles like yeah you know some some people have slipped in my dms because of what karen has been doing to me and then freaking karen is like well shoot well what do you say to them uh miles and he's like well shit you know i say that i'm married you know what i mean and it's like see i don't like that karen because again four months ago you didn't like this dude but now that other people want to get him because of the shit way that you treated him oh now you want to step up and be the wife and be like he's taken you know, he's taking ladies, he's taking you thoughts, okay, he's my man, he's my man, now you want to freaking, again, you see, it's all reactionary, you don't like Miles, stop it, first it was, oh, because of all the black men that are being killed, oh, I, I put my man in the forefront, you see, again, you didn't care about Miles before, but then when Black Lives Matter happened, now Miles mattered to you, and then now, all these other people, want to sleep with miles and all that stuff and and getting in his dms and now you're like oh no 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 he's taking he's mine i don't know what everybody's talking about he's my man you see like i hate that reactionary i hate that reaction that's freaking horrible that's 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 dumb it's so stupid (laughs) i hate it i hate it i hate it i hate it but anyway that's the freaking end of the goddamn <laughs> uh reunion all right um but yeah anyway so here we go we're on card number 11 i believe card number 11 for the the and self edition uh card game okay number 11 all right let's see what does it say what does it say who do I feel is judging me and how does that limit me? Ooh, that's a good question. Who do I feel is judging me? I think everybody is, <laughs> actually. Everybody judges me all the time, but it's funny because everybody has a different perception of me, so they're judging whatever uh, prism they have in their hand, uh, whatever facet they have in their hand, and how they perceive me. I think that's how they're judging me um and how does that limit me um i guess it does limit me because i can't uh, not that i can't i won't give them the truth to dispel their judgment of me because i kind of like how a lot of people don't know what i'm about it kind of keeps me mysterious, but I don't necessarily do it on purpose for mysterious sakes. It's just that I don't want people in my business, you know, but uh, it was funny because I was speaking with um, uh, Cassandra and uh, Andrea. Hello, ladies, if you guys are listening, if you ladies are listening. But I was saying that um, our boss, I believe, has a perception of me. Well, no, actually, well, two of our bosses, both of our bosses have um, this perception of me being this uh aloof person and uh yeah and I, I mean not to say that that's a lie that's absolutely true it is but at the same time they don't definitely know my philosophical side they don't know my romantic side they don't know th- about this podcast they don't know about my book so i feel that if i ever told them that they would be amazed as in like whoa i didn't know that you were capable of that and i don't know if i should take that as a diss or is that well i mean i'm not i'm not necessarily presenting them with with that side so why should i why should i feel hurt that they don't think that i can be this person i think most likely it's just that i want to surprise people i think that's why i let them believe what they believe unless it's hurtful to me then I won't allow that to happen, but hey, if you think that I'm an idiot or whatever, all right, fine. I'm just going to have to surprise you just like I'm going to surprise the world, you know, that I am capable, that I am talented, and I'm going to kick the shit out of the universe, you know? 
So, yeah, that's that's what it is. All right. So with that being said, <laughs> um, that is the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers such as Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is TinkPod. If you have any questions or comments, no, if you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can either call 845 393 1863 and leave a voicemail or email me at t-i-n-q-p-o-d-c-a-s-t at gmail.com that's pod that's tinkpodcast at gmail.com and i'll read your suggestions on the next show so after today's episode i'm not saying that i have the dating world figured out but i am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it thank you for listening my name is martini jean and i am the inquisitive nobody and i'll see you for season 12 of Married at First Sight.